Hey, how you doing today, AJ? I'm a bit slow and sluggish, to be honest. I don't think I got enough sleep last night. Oh, no, that's not good. I know we've all been there. You know, it takes more than just an extra cup of coffee to make up for lost sleep. I don't think I could stomach another cup of coffee, actually. I don't want to be up late again tonight, but I just feel like my entire day's been off track. I'm dragging, I'm tired, extra hungry. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, your body's reacting and responding to a change in routine. Yeah, it's just crazy that I'm so hungry, too. I normally don't eat until closer to lunchtime, but today I woke up starving. Yeah, well, that's because your body knows that it needs more energy and it didn't get the fuel it needed from sleep. So it's asking for energy in the form of food. And what's interesting is how our body depends on routine to maintain both our health and our body weight. So let's talk more about how your metabolism responds to routines and what happens when they've been disrupted. And then we'll dive in with the best way to start your day off right. And then we can wrap up with some tips to help you rebound and recover quickly. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ, and you're listening to Ovia Weight Loss and Wellness. I haven't started my day off right. I didn't get enough sleep, so I expected to feel tired, but I didn't expect that I'd feel so hungry. All I want is a bagel this morning. Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you, everything that you're experiencing is normal, okay? Craving starchy carbs like the bagel or even craving sugary foods and drinks, all of that is your body's way of working to motivate you to bring in quick acting energy. All right, well, that makes sense. But isn't the starch and sugar just going to spike my blood sugar and make me crash back down again in a few hours? Yeah, that's right. It will. And that's why it's important to know how your body responds to food. Because those primal cues like hunger and cravings, they may drive you towards quick energy foods, but they won't solve your body's need for energy. They'll only provide a quick surge and a spike. But then you'll be right back on the loop of cravings and you'll be hungry for more which we know from our previous episodes about carbs. Yeah, exactly. And sleep is one of the components that influences our metabolism, which is why once it's been disrupted, you're going to notice cravings and more hunger cues. And why my hunger cues are for those fast-acting carbs. Yeah, exactly. Your body is hungry for that energy, so it's pushing you towards foods it knows will deliver that quick energy. Which is why it's so important to maintain a good sleep routine. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned routines, okay, because routines are key to our health. It's the routine patterns that our body gets used to. You know, our body is a maintenance machine, all right? It works to maintain all of the systems it runs. Right. I remember you explained this in one of our earlier episodes. The body maintains systems like our digestive system, our cardiovascular system, respiratory system, and works to maintain things like our body temperature. Yep, and in order to maintain everything, our body relies on us to sustain seven mechanisms that we can control. Now, I mentioned sleep being one mechanism that impacts your metabolism because we need sleep for restoration. And things like providing proper food for fuel, you know, water for hydration, and exercise to maintain function. Right, you go into detail on all of these mechanisms for our members. Yeah, I do. But I've also made the videos on this topic available to our free subscribers, too, because it's so important and 
foundational to a healthy lifestyle. You know, our routines around food, fitness, sleep, and water really do impact our cravings, our mood, and our overall health. But we don't think about the overall consequences an imbalance can create. You know, Obviously, you expect to feel tired when you don't get enough sleep, okay? But you don't expect to feel more hungry and thirsty. And you certainly don't expect to be fighting an increased appetite and cravings, too. Right. I wasn't expecting my need for a bagel this morning. Yeah, that's right. And while we think we've evolved, you know, our body will still run a primal survival drive that's not so obvious. And more importantly, eating the bagel doesn't solve the problem. So the excess hunger, thirst, cravings, and appetite are all primal? Yeah, and when you don't get enough sleep, cortisol levels increase. And cortisol is the stress hormone that can trigger increased hunger, appetite, and cravings. And the problem is most people think of sleep as a luxury instead of a necessity, which means they don't get enough sleep. And when you add all the other kinds of stressors in life that amplify stress and trigger cortisol production, it's no wonder why. It's so easy for us to overeat and disrupt our daily routine. That's why some people want to eat in response to stress and emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Stress and emotions is another one of the seven mechanisms that impact your metabolism. So all this is to say that our body is more sensitive than we might think. And when there's an imbalance or a deficit in any one of these areas, our body needs to work extra hard to maintain itself. So the way I like to think of it is when the body's balance is disrupted, it will respond with disruption. So if I've interrupted my essential needs, I can expect my body to interrupt my day? Yeah. You know, if your body doesn't get what it needs, it will send suggestive signals like increased hunger, and then it will continue to persist to the point where it becomes disruptive. And that's why the best way to avoid disruption is to set a schedule to restore and reset with a good night's sleep. This is where that handy-dandy routine comes into play. Yep, a sleep routine is helpful. You know, the sleep scientists all agree that the best way to get the sleep your body needs is to maintain a set sleep and wake time every day of the week, not just the weekdays. Oh, so that's why my phone has that wake up feature. Yeah, I know, you know, at least on the iPhone, you can set a sleep and wake schedule where your phone will notify you when it's time to go to bed. You can even set wind down time where it gives you a heads up and even restricts access to some apps, which is really, really helpful for me and my social media addiction. Um, If you check out the downtime feature in your settings, you'll find them there. Okay, that's cool. I haven't done that one yet. I use the do not disturb setting on my phone to stop incoming calls texts and notifications, those are what pull me back into being active, you know, because then I'm going to start responding and replying and then suddenly I'm drawn back into scrolling, okay? And you know what? I'm glad that you mentioned the phone, okay? Because as much as it can be a helpful tool, it's important to emphasize how it truly has become one of the biggest lures of distraction, which nicely hits on the theme of disruption, okay? (laughs) Now, a sleep schedule It can sound simple, all right, but it's not easy because we're all wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. So that's why if you're feeling great, you know, doing something you love to do, it's easy to stay up way past your bedtime and keep going even if your body's tired. Right. I can stay up all night watching just one more episode of a show that I love, but I can't seem to keep my eyes open when I'm trying to like read a book. 
Yeah. And now more than ever, you know, we need to wrap up our day and be more deliberate about it. You know, I know that you're too young to have experienced this, but when I was a young mom and, you know, you guys would wake me up in the middle of the night, there was no entertainment. Okay. We obviously didn't have phones back then or the internet, you know, as much as we do now. And TV was even down. It was like complete white screen for several hours in the middle of the night. So it was easier to shut off and shut down. And now, you know, it seems like the world never stops. It's always on. You always have your phone and there's always something there to entertain you. Right. There's an endless scroll. And I've heard people saying nowadays that there's too much content out there. Yeah, which is why we all need to self-regulate and protect our sleep time, which is to say we need to be more deliberate about getting the sleep that we need. So how much sleep should we be getting? Well, it depends. You know, there are a number of factors that influence how much sleep we all need. And we all know that adults need less sleep than babies. Okay, but let's confirm the facts with the latest science. According to the Sleep Foundation, teens, you know, 14 to 17 years old, they need eight to 10 hours. Okay, adults 18 to 64 years old, seven to nine hours. And older adults, 65 and older, need seven to eight hours. Well, I know I can manage on at least six. Yeah, I'm happy you mentioned that because I think we all know what our bare minimum sleep amount is, all right? But what's surprising is most of us would say our minimum is below that seven-hour mark, all right? And I've heard people say that they can even live on four to five hours a night. You know, the point is your body will always acclimate, adapt, and adjust. So, you know, you can do it. You can get by on less sleep. Your body will find a way to survive, but you can't thrive long term that way. Which brings us to the next important point, sustainability. When it comes to routines, you need to know at least the minimum amount of what's needed to maintain and sustain good health. And I mention this in the context of sleep because we all know how much sleep we need to function. You mean the least amount of sleep we need? Yeah, like for me, I know I can't function on less than seven hours. And ideally, I need nine hours. That's what I need to really feel good and fully function. How about you? So I hear you saying that I should be aiming for a minimum of seven, but I think I function best on probably eight. Okay, so this is what I mean by sustainability. Okay, no matter what, you know, you need to find a way to get at least seven hours of sleep a night. That's your minimum. Okay, so you want to aim for eight. So when there's any interference, okay, then you're still likely to hit your minimum of seven. And so when I use the word sustain, what it means is that no matter what, you're going to find a way to at least get the minimum of what you need. So I should set my bedtime at least eight or nine hours even from when I need to wake up to ensure a more sustainable routine. Yeah, right. You know, sustainable routines are patterns that you repeat no matter what. You're going to find a way to keep maintaining what you do, which is important because it removes the all or nothing thinking. All right. You don't just give up or give in because you're not going to hit your ideal sleep target. Right. I don't just give up on sleep and stay up all night. Exactly. So now take this concept of sustainable routines to another healthy habit like hydration. Okay. How would you think about creating a healthy, sustainable routine to stay hydrated? Well, I know my body needs three liters ideally. So I maintain my water intake by keeping a water bottle or a big glass of water near me at all times. I keep it on my desk when I'm working or I bring it with me in the car when I run errands. That way I have more opportunities to sustain my routine. 
that's great. No matter what, you have water with you. You know, I do the same thing. I pre-fill clear water bottles and then I know how much I need to drink because then I can see it, you know. I also bring it with me no matter where I go because I used to suffer from hydration frustration. Hydration (laughs) frustration? Yeah, I know it's corny. (laughs) But I was frustrated because I wasn't used to drinking water. And as a teenager and young adult, I lived on diet soda. Okay, so I didn't like the taste of water and I felt like there was no way I could ever get enough until finally I realized that water is the ideal. But hydration can also include unsweetened coffee or tea. You know, it all counts. Yeah, I love to drink hot tea instead of water in the mornings and at night in the winter especially. Yeah, me too. Listen, everything we're talking about today sounds simple, but it's not easy, which is why I provide coaching. It's important to get the support that you need, and I help my members identify how to build sustainable routines that work for you. If you want Emerson's personal guidance, go to our website, oviawellness.com. Emerson has so much more information on every topic that we discuss on this show. But on top of that info, as a member, you get her as your coach. She guides you through the content, checks in on you, discusses your personal struggles, and tailors the coaching experience to you personally. Check it out at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. Thanks, AJ. I really do believe that when you change your mind, okay, and by that I mean change the way you think about something, then you're more likely able to change what you do, which is why the biggest cornerstone for transformation in the program is education, okay? And I'll tell you, one of the biggest transformations for me happened when I started to think of my health as something that I couldn't live without. You know, You can be someone with all the success and the money, but if you don't have your health, you don't have life, okay? Your lifespan is determined in large part by your health, which is why, you know, I think of my health like oxygen. You don't know how much you depend on it until you don't have it. You don't want to take your health for granted, and these habits and routines are how we can take control of our health and wellness and hopefully extend our longevity in life. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a miracle that we don't need to focus on, you know, our breathing or heartbeat, you know, moment by moment. Our body does so much of that kind of thing for us automatically. What I do realize is that my health really does depend on my day-to-day choices. And that's the mindset shift that happened for me. I know, you know, I need to contribute regularly in a routine and disciplined way to maintain my health. Right. It doesn't happen overnight, but it happens over time. Yeah. So let's zoom in, okay, on each of the seven mechanisms to focus on for sustainable routines for a healthy body, you know. And I'd say sleep is something, you know, that we already do. So let's start with prioritizing sleep as a routine, okay. And we've already talked a little bit about it today. Seven to nine hours of sleep. Got it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And the main takeaway there would be that you want to set a schedule that allows for some wiggle room. Go to bed at the same time nightly to achieve your maximum and at least hit your healthy minimum, okay? And the reason why this is a primary focus is because of the downstream impact sleep has on the rest of your metabolic function. Right. We talked about the hunger, cravings, appetite, and added stress that all pile up when we don't get enough sleep. Exactly. Okay. And we also touched on number two, stress and emotions. Right. The increased cortisol levels cause all sorts of problems too. Yeah, that's right. Which is why it's important to manage your stress and emotions with self-care. 
You talk a lot about self-care in the membership. Yeah, I do because it's so important. And, you know, managing your stress is managing your health. You know, it's really that important. The good news is there are a number of different ways to manage stress. So it's really about trial and error, meaning you might need to try a few different things until you find what works for you. You know, for me, I meditate daily for 10 minutes. It's been a great way for me, you know, to shift my perspective, better understand myself and my life. I know so many people who want to meditate or start a mindfulness practice, but they find it hard to sustain. Yeah, I struggle with that too, you know, until I finally made it a priority. Okay, first thing, literally, I'm not going to get out of bed until I've done it. You know, just 10 minutes, that's it. You know, I tried 20 minutes, but that's too much. So that's the tipping point, huh? 20 minutes? Yeah, you know, just like we've been talking about, 20 minutes is ideal, but it's not sustainable. You know, some days, sure, I can do 20 minutes, but 10 minutes is really the absolute target. That's my minimum that I shoot for, and then I congratulate myself for hitting that. You know, what do you do to manage stress and emotions? Um, I do a few different things, but like daily, I like to journal or draw the, to relax at night at the end oh, of the day. That's good, you know, and and it's a matter of finding what works, okay, and making time to do it every day so that you're staying ahead of stress, okay, instead of responding to it. You know, it's like hydration. You don't want to wait to get thirsty to start to drink, okay? You want to drink your water throughout the day, which brings us to the third mechanism to impact a healthy body. It's water. Right. We've already talked a lot about water um, and getting the three liters a day, always having it on you. Exactly. It's actually three to four liters. So if you're extra active or, you know, a male, you may want to aim for four liters a day. The reason why water matters is because it helps promote proper digestive function. And you know what? When we don't drink enough water, our brain assumes there's a shortage of water. Okay. And then it also assumes that a food shortage must be coming too. So it literally slows down your metabolism and it starts to save energy which is one of the many reasons why water is so important. I can't get enough water. Like I said before, I am always making sure that I have it with me. Perfect. I love that. Okay, so you want to make sure uh, to bring your water with you everywhere, especially to the gym, which is the next mechanism. Number four, exercise. Yes, finding an exercise that I enjoy was a game changer for me. After we did episode six on exercise, I went out and found rock climbing, which is now a big part of what I look forward to in my regular routine. That's great. You know, I feel the same way. I use my time on the treadmill to catch up on my favorite shows, you know, the stuff my husband doesn't like to watch. (laughs) So my treadmill time is my TV time. It's my time. So if I want to watch the next episode, that's what motivates me to get moving. That's cool. My rock climbing requires my full focus and attention. So it's a great way for me to decompress any stress. I literally can't think about anything else while I'm climbing on the wall. So yeah, I, you know, I think that diversion is important. Okay. It's putting your full focus on your body and movement. And that's why exercise is also an important component to lower stress too. Okay. It helps to regulate and lower cortisol levels. So for me, it serves not only my physical health, but my mental well-being too. You know, the thing to know is that exercise is an activity that doesn't just happen on its own. Okay. It's something that takes time, which means you need to make time 
for it in your day. Okay, so here are some things that have worked best for my members. Okay, first off, schedule it on your calendar, make the time. Number two, I would say, do it first thing in the morning, okay, before everything else. And that way, there's no interference. The third thing would be, you know, drive straight to the gym right after work, pack your gym clothes, and just knock it out. And finally, number four, book a class, you know, and set a hard time commitment for yourself. Yeah, it's definitely a struggle getting to the gym daily for me, but I've managed to get there two to three times a week every week, which is a big step for me. Okay, that's great. That's awesome. You know, the other thing I do tell my members is even go for a walk around the neighborhood. That is exercise. Yeah, you give a lot more tips on exercise in episodes four and six. Yeah, and even more for my members, which brings us to the final three mechanisms that impact a healthy body. It's when to eat, what you eat, and how much you eat, okay? Now, it takes time to untangle all three of those things and really dial it in properly. But to start, I do always tell my members to first focus on breakfast. Why? (laughs) It's the first meal of the day. So it's when you break your overnight fast. Yay, that's right. Okay, the overnight fast is key. All right, that's the time between the last thing you ate the night before and the first thing that you eat in the morning. And typically, you want to aim to fast overnight 12 to 16 hours. Right. It's so interesting to me how much my hunger cues changed when I extended my overnight fast. Yeah. You know, the morning hunger cues, they can tell you a lot about how your body is feeling too, which is why you woke up this morning hungry and craving bagels. Okay. And that's why you want to be sure that your breakfast includes the three main nutrients your body needs, natural fiber, protein, and healthy fat. And that's the what to eat. Yep, exactly. And I provide a lot of recipes for our subscribers full of all these nutrients, especially fiber. You do a really good job helping our members implement these things and transform their behavior to making these things habits and sustainable routines. Yes, thank you. You know, and it's worth pointing out the obvious, okay? Change sounds like it's easy and it's simple, but it's not, okay? Most of us will unknowingly stand in our own way and impede our own progress. You know, first off, I would say don't try to change everything all at once. Implementing everything all at once is too much upheaval. And ironically, it's too disruptive to the current routines that you already have established. So just pick one routine that you want to establish and work on that. Okay. And then once you feel like you've got it dialed in, meaning, you know, it's not a struggle or something that you feel like you're resisting, then move on to the next routine you'd like to establish. Right, which is why I focused on getting to the gym twice a week to start instead of trying to go every day. Exactly. It can be hard at times, but fight the urge to subscribe to the all or nothing thinking, which means, you know, if you can't do it as planned, just don't give up and quit. All right. It's normal. It's a very human reaction. But stay on course, even when you slip up, you know, and that's why I emphasize that even a little bit counts, okay? It all adds up. It's not about perfection. It's about progress. Right. Exercise is something I hear you frame that way a lot. When you're busy, I know you target 30 minutes instead of the one hour you normally do. Yeah, that's right. And it's about having an ideal target that you can hit if everything goes well as planned. Okay, so for me, the one hour workout is ideal. And most often it's something that I can do. But if I can't, then I'm going to try and squeeze in the 30 minutes. Or even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes of movement, you know, that that works too. Okay, and that's why my meditation target is 10 minutes and it's not 20. 
So what should I do today? I didn't get enough sleep. I've disrupted my routine and now I'm feeling it. How can I quickly bounce back and recover? Okay, so first stop and think about what's happening. Okay, AJ, you did notice that you were unusually hungry. And instead of just giving in and eating more, you stopped and you noticed that your body was responding because you didn't get enough sleep. So that's what I would say. First, take inventory and think about what's off balance or where is there a deficit. Then go back to sleep. (laughs) no (laughs) I mean ideally that'd be great right but you know we know that's not realistic so what is realistic is to think about something like tonight okay you're going to want to prioritize sleep first and set a reasonable bedtime tonight and stick to it okay and until then you know first you want to hydrate your body needs energy which means when I'm running on an extreme deficit I'll save some energy and maybe skip the gym workout and instead just get the fresh air I need from a walk right and then I'll also prioritize nutritious food. So I'll target high fiber food that I know will provide real fuel for energy. And I know I need to stay away from sugar and excess caffeine. That's right. They're artificial stimulants and they will provide temporary relief, but they're going to leave you feeling even lower and more sluggish in a few hours. You know, the key point is the best way to offset an imbalance is to maintain as many of your healthy routines as possible. You know, maybe indulge in a little extra self-care today. You know, take a bubble bath, you know, go for that extra long walk or do the journaling, you know, something to lower your stress and to counteract the imbalance. You know, just don't give up or give into that all or nothing mindset. Okay. It's about rebounding and recovering to maintain your health. It's just never something you want to quit or give up on. Right. I know when I want to indulge in a pizza or something, I'm planning for the imbalance and that's why I try to offset it with like a preload of fiber. Like you say, enjoy yourself, don't destroy yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think the key takeaway is healthy routines are never perfect, okay? There's something that you sustain most all the time. And when on occasion you get off balance, just take a moment to reset and then keep going. If you want more information or you'd like to join our membership, be sure to check out our website at oviawellness.com. That's O-V-V-I-A wellness.com. There you can find more information on our program and subscribe for free so that you don't miss out on Emerson's complete virtual recipe book, weekly newsletters, bonus videos, and so much more. Our membership program is available at any time. Check out our tiered membership options and the various ways that you can join the OVIA program. Emerson can be your coach, providing weekly hands-on coaching and support, access to extensive video libraries made specifically for our members that dive so much deeper into this topic and many more. Stay connected by following us on social media. Emerson goes live weekly to answer your questions at Ovia Wellness. That's O-V-V-I-A Wellness on Instagram and Facebook. I hope I helped you rethink how to start your day off right, because it's my job to help you change what you know and help you change what you do. My name's Emerson Lee. And I'm AJ. And if you like what you heard, be sure to follow us or subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. And please leave us a review. It helps other people find us too.